Welcome to the Media Books Podcast, the only place on the internet where creative accounting isn't a bad thing. Owning a virtual firm today means having a professional and modern online presence, and in this podcast, we talk about how to do just that. My name is Kristen Corey, and I'm the owner of Media Books, a media agency that provides creativity exclusively to accounting firms. And if you're an accounting firm owner, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Media Books Podcast. In this podcast episode, I am going to be talking about the three ways you can strategize your outsourcing. So whenever it comes to selling services, uh, whether it's accounting or marketing services, we always talk about the importance of outsourcing. If you are a business owner, you are busy, you have tons of things to do. One of the great solutions to doing less things is to outsource. However, no one really tells you how to outsource. It's sort of this vague strategy of just just hire someone else. But when you are doing all the things, when you're wearing all the hats, what do I, who do I hire first? What do I offboard first? And how, how do I create a strategy that actually helps me make more money and I'm not just paying someone to, you know, do things that aren't necessarily generating more revenue for me or not going to work long term. And so I want to talk about three outsourcing strategies that I've learned. And then I'm also going to talk about the one that we used and what works for us. And so the first outsourcing strategy is a pretty common one used um, by business coaches. They talk about it in masterminds. You've probably heard it, but it's a four by four chart. And what you do is you create four lists that are uh, we will under these four lists, you're going to list a whole bunch of tasks and under each or the title of each list is what you are good at and love, what you are good at and hate, what you are bad at and love, and then what you are bad at and hate. And then under each title, you are going to list all of your jobs and duties, and you're going to categorize them. And then what you do, you start at the bottom, what you are bad at and hate. That's what we're going to focus on outsourcing first. Next item up, what you are bad at and love or what you are good at and hate. And then we're just going to start working through those tasks where at the end you are hopefully only left with what you are good at and love. And here's the thing, we are working towards creating a position for you where you are just doing work that you would love. You're you're just doing work that you are good at. And if you are a business owner, hopefully a lot of those tasks are working on the business rather than in the business stuff. But when you start at the bottom with what you are bad at and hate, it really makes it clear as far as what has been maybe on your list for a long time or what have you been procrastinating on that you haven't, you know, given enough attention to. And so that's one strategy is making that four by four chart. The second strategy is to do money generate is to focus on money generating activities. What does this mean? So many people, if you are a solopreneur, the first hire is an admin assistant. And in a lot of ways, that's a great first option. Um, However, if you focus on the operations side of your business, so this is going to be things like if you offer bookkeeping services, someone to handle reconciling the transactions, handling uh, client emails. When you focus on the operations, that's money generating activities. And so as opposed to hiring a virtual assistant who may be handling more of the admin work, uh, you know, filing receipts, um, maybe they are, you know, checking to make sure invoices are paid, uh, responding to emails, to general inquiries, that's not necessarily going to be helping you generate more income. And so you're going to want to focus, so by fo- hiring someone who 
can actually do the operational work, the day-to-day, the things that are probably a lot more um, technical, you're actually going to be opening up your availability to take on more of that work. You're going to be starting to train someone who can handle more and more of those clients, and then you can take on more clients, generate more income, generate more revenue. And really the end goal here is for you to be a business owner, not necessarily a freelancer. And so eventually those op- that operational work is stuff that you are going to want to outsource anyways. The third way, and the way that I actually decided to outsource, is to focus on jobs that you specifically do not have to do. And so what I did is I created two lists. When I was starting to kind of prepare and think, okay, I'm ready to um, outsource, hire someone else. What do what what things do I want to outsource first? One list had only things I could do, and then the second list had things that other people could do. And what I found was there is actually a ton, if I'm being honest, there is a ton that I don't need to do, that it doesn't need to be about me. I can outsource, I can train someone, and they can do it. And when I made those lists, it became very apparent that there was a lot of administrative work. And so I started with a virtual assistant who was able to do things like schedule social media content and blog content and create very basic graphics for our clients. And so that's where we started. I, hired, I started with a virtual assistant, had that admin you know, stuff taken out of the way. And then once that was off my plate, I moved to kind of the other bulk of that second list of work that someone else could do. And that was uh, that was a helping having someone help with content creation. And so we brought on a content creator and they were help with writing blog content and responding to client inquiries, um, creating, writing social media posts. And so what I found was I was focusing on the stuff that I need to do. And I also realized that, you know, as a business owner, when you're here from the very beginning, you are the person that is involved in the web design, that you're the person building all the contracts, you see every email come in, you send out every email, you know the ins and outs of this business like no one else. The idea of someone coming in and having to train them or um, trusting them with that process, it, uh, it seems daunting, but I also felt like it was a good ego check to be like, hey, there's plenty of other people that can do this. It doesn't have to be you. Uh, you all you need to do is train someone. And, you know, that takes some, takes some time to train anyone. But just train someone and then you can kind of outsource that work. And so it became really apparent to me what jobs specifically me, Kristen, needed to do versus what I could outsource to someone else. And so those are really the three strategies that I consider following when you are trying to figure out what do you need to outsource first. Um, And what you're going to find is that once you do have this sort of organization, it is going to become so apparent what your next step should be. Hey guys, thanks for catching another episode of the Media Books Podcast. We are so excited. We have launched our new website templates. It has truly never been easier to launch your accounting firm's website. We are starting off our launch with three great professional looking templates. You can see the full template demos by visiting mediabooksagency.com. Each website template comes with Squarespace tutorials, tips and prompts as you customize, Canva graphics, and three months of email support. With website templates, you can purchase your template today, customize tomorrow, and launch this week. Media Books, the only place on the internet where creative accounting isn't a bad thing. I'll see you guys tomorrow.